You're listening to Red Ten Sisters, a podcast providing expert sisterly advice on women's most pressing reproductive and sexual health questions. This week on the podcast, we're speaking to Joy McCarthy of JoyousHealth.com about acne, what causes it, and how we can treat it naturally. Welcome, Joy. Hello. How are you? Good. So wonderful to have you here. I'm really excited to pick your brain about this topic because we get so many questions about that, both from our community and from my clients. And, you know, I do know some things about this topic, but it really is a tough one to get straight up answers for. I found it really difficult. So I was thrilled to find that you had a blog post about this and uh, that you've had some of your own experiences. So can you share a little bit, um, just to get us started, about your own story? I know you struggled with some of your own hormonal issues, um, you know, a while back. And can you tell us a little bit about what that was about and what your journey has been like? Yeah, absolutely. So probably well over a decade ago now, it seems like forever ago, um, I suffered from hormonal imbalance. And basically what that meant for me was that my hair was thinning, uh, I would go months at a time and uh, not have my period, um, I had very dry skin, I had a lot of anxiety and digestive issues, so when I, you know, went to the doctor and explained my symptoms, they did some blood work and they said, well, you have hormonal imbalance, so then this, you know, they sent me off on a series of meetings with specialist after specialist. Uh, you know, trying many different medications, uh, then finally, ultimately, just ending up on the birth control pill for many, many years. And uh, I often, you know, question these specialists, is this the best thing? Is this really going to address the root cause of what's going on with my body? And I never really got a straight answer. And, of course, I always ask questions about diet and lifestyle and never got a straight answer. And really, it just, you know, didn't make any difference is what I was told. And so I came to a fork in the road finally, and I decided that I really needed to, um, you know, look at my health from a different perspective and go down a more natural path. And that's when my health uh, truly transformed. It took me about six months from when I, you know, had that paradigm shift and decided to make a change to my diet and my lifestyle. It took about six months for me to notice the change in my symptoms, like my hair getting thicker again and my digestion improving but it was it was well worth the wait because I really found that you know each day when I made positive changes that I was I was noticing was noticing changes in my health so um, after that six months I went back to the doctor who had uh, my family doctor had been working with for years and he did the blood work and he's like yeah your hormones are completely balanced so he was totally shocked and confused He'd been working with me for years, and I was obviously very happy. That's so exciting. And we're going to talk more about the um, the lifestyle and the diet stuff in a little bit. But I want to start by asking you about um, about acne. There's surprisingly little information, as I said already, about you know mm-hmm. kind of the physiological processes underlying the development of acne. So can you explain a little bit to our listeners about you know what what it, what causes acne? Yeah, so there's there's no one single cause, and I think this is the same with a lot of health imbalances and disease out there, is there's not usually one single cause. It's a variety of factors. And uh, I would say the biggest factors are hormonal imbalance, 
uh, inflammation, um, and hormonal imbalance probably being the most common. We can see this, you know, with teens when they're going through puberty, uh, when they have that excess level of testosterone, which increases oil uh, in the sebaceous glands, is that, you know, if those glands get blocked, if there's bacteria in the way, obviously that can cause uh, really acne-prone skin. So we see it most commonly uh, with teens, but now, uh, you know, it's actually quite common, especially in my practice, that I'm seeing adults uh, suffering from acne as well. So food allergies are another really, really common culprit. And uh, I think that I think that dermatologists who are really up to date on the on the latest research are aware of uh, of the dietary influences on the development of acne. But still, you know, I often hear clients tell me, "Oh, you know, my doctor told me that there's there's nothing I can do, uh, you know, in my diet that you know eating that drinking my milk every day makes no difference." And it absolutely does because I've seen. Uh, many, many clients benefit from a change in diet. And really, uh, when you change your diet, um, it ha- really helps your body to lower inflammation because when you're eating foods that you're constantly sensitive to, this elevate, elevates inflammatory compounds in, compounds in your body, which affect everything, which affect your hormonal balance. Uh, so that's why food plays such a huge, huge role. That's so helpful to hear, and I do see that so much in my practice as well. Um, and I've seen it myself, you know, what a big difference it, it makes when we identify our food allergens and remove them. And I experienced, you know, that was part of my own health journey when I identified food allergies and eliminated them from my diet. I saw a huge improvement in a lot of symptoms. Um, so I'm glad that you brought that up. Yeah, so did so, you find someone who suffered from acne as well, or are you... There, you just you found your other symptoms. Yeah, my other symptoms. I've uh, I've been fortunate that acne has never been a major one of my issues. <laughs> Plenty of other, you know, health related issues, um, you know, that did benefit from addressing inflammation. Um, but yeah, acne wasn't one of them. But uh, I think it's a great thing for people to be, you know, considering um, as a source of their issues. So that's really helpful. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, we've touched a little bit on uh, nutrition. Um, what else? What are some of the other things that aggravate uh, acne? I know there's a lot of commercial solutions to dealing with acne, sure. you know, face, face washes and topical acne treatments and things like that. So are those part of the solution or are they part of the problem? No, I think they can be a big part of the problem as well because they just don't address the root cause, especially with a lot of the benzoyl peroxide solutions. Um, they're just really, really harsh on the skin. And basically, you know, they may initially work by really drying out the skin and, and basically drying out the oil. But then it actually makes things worse because when your skin is super dry, that's when you're pores can get even more blocked because you need to actually be applying, even when you have acne-prone skin, um, the skin needs more moisture. So when you use these harsh products, they block your pores, and then toxins and bacteria actually can't get out. They're blocked, so it almost makes things worse and can make your skin very dry uh, and, uh, and very flaky. And then, of course, there's also pharmaceutical drugs that people take that can literally, that work to literally peel off a layer of the skin which is just horrendous because, again, you're yeah. just not, you're not addressing the root cause. And I see this, 
you know, with a lot of clients and with myself, I used to suffer from eczema. And it was the same idea. You know, you, you the the medications that I would get from the doctor would literally just peel a layer of my skin off. So, sure, it's going to renew nice, new, fresh skin underneath. But then, you know, a few weeks go by and your eczema is back again or, or your acne is back again. So, it just doesn't... It doesn't address the root cause and can be too harsh and really age your skin as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So in addition to cosmetic prog- products, a lot of young women um, are put on hormonal contraception to manage acne, kind of like you were, to manage a lot of yes. your hormonal imbalances. Um, so tell me what your thoughts are on this. You know, what would you advise a young woman who's being encouraged to use hormonal contraception as an acne management approach? Well, I totally understand why that would be a last resort. If you're someone who has acne, you know, there's the whole aspect of your self-esteem and that really hurts your confidence. And, you know, when your doctor's telling you to take this oral contraceptive, it's going to work, you're kind of at your wit's end and you want to take anything. So I totally understand where people are coming from when they do resort to pharmaceutical drugs. But I think it's really important to get to the root cause because really you're just suppressing the symptom. Uh, and what can often happen, what I have seen with many, many clients is they come to me and they're, you know, at the childbearing age and they're like, look, I want to have kids and uh, I want to go off the pill, but I'm, I'm worried that my, you know, acne is going to completely flare up. So I've actually had um, one client I had about six months ago, she, she was, came to me with this exact concern and she had suffered from acne her whole life. She was on the birth control pill and still suffered from acne and went off the pill. And when she made all the positive dietary changes and lifestyle changes, reducing stress was also super important. For the first time in her life, she was able to go outside without wearing makeup on. I actually wrote a success story about her on my blog, Joyous Health, because I just wanted to show there's so many women and men who suffer from acne and women who go on the birth control pill because that's what they're told uh, is the only solution. And I actually think it can make matters worse uh, and hormones get really balanced. As you know, then there's, you know, this chronic mm-hmm. level of excess estrogen. A lot of people end up with estrogen dominance and it can take months, even years. Uh, to bring the body back into balance. So I always recommend when someone's going off the pill to do a good uh, a good solid detox. But yeah, I don't recommend the pill. It's just not a solution. It's a quick fix, and it doesn't even work for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you know, I share your sentiments completely because, as you know, I you know my work is in helping women to come off the pill by assisting them in adopting effective natural birth control. And you know, yes. this is one of the major fears that I hear from women who are interested in working with me is that they're terrified of coming off the pill because they're afraid of a return of acne. And so, yeah. you know, you shared, uh, you know, a great success story, and I would just love um, to hear more, like, kind of what advice you would give to those women who are kind of, you know, petrified to come off of the pill, but who know that they need to. So what are some of the lifestyle and dietary changes that you commonly, you know, encourage your clients to make that help to uh, manage the acne when women are coming off the pill? Well, I think a huge area, we've talked a bit about food, but I think a huge, huge area for people, and oftentimes it's the last area that they look at when, you know, improving uh, improving their health uh, is lifestyle and really um, keeping stress levels in check because uh, we know when we're in the stress response, this can elevate glucose and excess circulating glucose in the bloodstream, increases inflammation, and actually acne suffers when they've tested 
uh, their skin, they found that their skin on their face where the acne is shows very, very high levels of insulin. So balancing blood sugar is absolutely key. And one of the ways aside from diet, making sure you always have protein and fat at every meal, but aside from that is lifestyle. So, you know, a lot of people say to me, well, I'm not really stressed. But then, you know, I look, I talk to them about their lifestyle and they don't have any downtime. You know, they work, they work long days. They may love their job. Uh, but they're working into the evenings, and then they have a calendar that's constantly booked up with social events, and they're going here, there, and everywhere, and then they just don't have any downtime. So things mm-hmm. like practicing meditation and yoga, um, even though it seems for some people that may seem so unrelated to their beauty and their skin health, um, doing these types of things, but that's exactly uh, what you need to do because it needs to be a truly holistic approach. It's not just about... Um, what you eat. It's also about managing uh, your lifestyle, managing stress, and uh, to the to the best of your ability. And then, of course, you know the common triggers like getting sugar, refined sugar out of your diet. I don't think I've ever seen someone who suffers with really bad acne who has a perfect diet. Um, mm-hmm. Every time when I look at someone's food journal, I will identify food triggers, whether it's gluten, so excessive bread and pasta, um, alcohol. Uh, refined sugar, even if you are eating a fairly clean diet and you're still suffering from acne, there's probably a food, a food trigger that you're just not aware of because, you know, one uh, one man's medicine can be another man's poison. So that's why I think it may be worthy for some people to actually do a food allergy test, a food sensitivity test, sorry, and uh, that can look at, you know, up to 100 foods and you may not even be aware that the tomatoes, you know, some people love their tomato sauce and they're eating tomatoes every day and that's a common um, food sensitivity trigger. So that can be triggering inflammation, which can be triggering acne. So no yeah, that else. makes total sense to me. And I, I had, um, you know, a food allergy test done a number of years back. And it's just, as you said, like things like, you know, what came back for me was sesame seeds. I mean, I was eating hummus all the time thinking, oh, this is a great source of protein. It's super healthy. But, you know, yeah. it was it was a trigger for me. And, and so it can be really hard to, like, narrow down those really unique, you know, allergens or sensitivities that can be really hard to figure out what they are. So I think that those, um, you know, food allergy panels are really helpful in, uh, you know, giving us some specific information. And I know for my daughter, too, it made a huge difference. She had chronic colds and bronchitis when she was four. We had a food allergy test done on her, and then we put her on a total, you know, elimination diet of all those things, and then she didn't get a cold for, like, two years. (laughs) It's much much harder now because she's older and she wants to make, you know, her own choices, and she's going to parties and this and that. She's very aware of her issues, but, you know, I try to also give her some level of control over that decision-making, and, you know, she's learning through trial and error that when she cheats on things and eats things she's allergic to, she feels really crappy afterwards. Well, it's good that she has that awareness, though. I mean, just having that mm-hmm. awareness helps, helps you to keep on track. And I also think yeah. when people are making these positive, uh, holistic changes, you know, it's important to focus not just on the physical, but also focus on the improvement of other symptoms, like so many people with a change in diet, uh, have increased energy and they're and they're mm-hmm. sleeping better and they have better digestion. That's a whole other area. we could probably spend an hour talking about. It's just the importance of digestion and skin health. And by the way, one excuse me, one thing I didn't mention was the birth control pill depletes 
has a, there's a lot of nutrient depletions with the birth control pill, and one of them is it definitely affects people's digestion because it lowers good bacteria. This leads to things like constipation, and constipation is also indicated with things like acne. So improving one's digestion is an area that I always focus on uh, with people, mm-hmm. um, no yeah. matter what your health issue is, whether it's acne or, you know, anxiety, uh, focusing on digestion first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Terrific. Well, that's all being super, super helpful. I know there's going to be a lot of our listeners are going to be really grateful for this information. Um, so tell us uh, a little bit about the work that you do and where people can find you if they want to hear more of you, you know, or work directly with you. Yeah, fantastic. So uh, you can find me at joyoushealth.com where I have a blog and I also have a best-selling book in uh, Canada called Joyous Health eat and live well without dieting and it can actually it's available on Amazon so you don't have to live in Canada to be able to get my book and uh, I see clients I have an office here in Toronto but I actually have um, a variety of clients all over the world because I uh, consult over the phone and uh, and Skype as well so I absolutely love and I love teaching people the healing power of food and, and how lifestyle, um, healthy lifestyle habits can really transform their life. And I really think that everyone deserves to have amazing health. I, I think that most people don't realize how good their body is designed to feel. I think most people just mm-hmm. kind of, they accept feeling okay as health. And when they make some really simple changes, uh, they realize how good they can feel and really deserve to feel too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's just so true. I, you know, when I think back at how many years I spent in my teens and 20s just feeling really exhausted and horrible and moody all the time, and I think about how I feel now just from having made some really, you know, obvious and, and simple lifestyle and diet changes, it, it's just amazing. But it's hard to know when you've been living with it every day for so long. It just becomes your norm, right? It's so true. Yeah. hmm Terrific. Well, thanks again for joining us today. This has been really wonderful, and uh, I hope we'll get a chance to do it again sometime. Yeah, me too. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. You too. Thanks for listening to Red Tent Sisters, the podcast. We're Kim and Amy Sedgwick, co-founders of Red Tent Sisters, a business dedicated to providing holistic fertility, sexuality, and contraceptive solutions. If you have something you'd like to share about this week's topic, we invite you to join the conversation on our Facebook page. Or if you have a question you'd like to hear addressed on the show or have an expert you'd like to see interviewed here, please send us an email at thesisters at redtensisters.com. And don't forget to subscribe to Red Ten Sisters, the podcast, for more great tips on how to resolve your feminine concerns and live a vibrant, passionate life naturally. Thanks for listening.